Hey, this is Dr. Mary Payton. Catch the All About STEM radio show every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. On my show, you'll be able to hear from science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, STEM professionals of all ages and from across the globe. Join me on Thursdays at FBRN.us for the best in STEM communication. Jump in. Dr. Mary Payton with All About STEM Radio. Y'all know I come to y'all every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time here on Fishbowl Radio Network. And uh, at least today is a nice day. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. But, um, you know, I'm just enjoying it. It's the end of the semester. No, I didn't pump, hit that mic. It's the end of the semester. I got one more final to take, and I'm done. Y'all just yeah. don't know. I started TCC when it was TCJC in 1976. If I Whoa. get this associate's degree, it will be 49 years since I started. What did the J stand for? Tarrant County Junior College. Ah. Yes. And today, I this month, I am interviewing students from TCC uh, in the... Uh, radio, television, and film program, and I have two here today that, y'all, these are some amazing people. These aren't like your, f the ones, they're not your fresh out of high school um, freshmen. These are people who have really been in the business, are being in the business, and they are being about their business. So... <laughs> <laughs> so the first person I want to introduce is Miss King. She is a um, voice over, a voice person. What do you call it? You could call a it a voice artist. Yeah, voiceover artist, voice, voice actor. Uh, it has a lot of names. Mm -hmm. And she has worked on animation and gaming. Uh, one of her. Th uh, Games is Drunk Lord, Dunk Lord, Dunk Lord, Dunk Lord, yeah. which is a uh, PC game, and she's also worked in anime. And Nicholas uh, Robert Richardson, he is a digital content creator. He does music production, graphic design, and tarot card reading. Okay, I don't know what that is, but we're going to talk about that. <laughs> he's there. He's also a film student at TCC. I am extremely, extremely proud of them. So, before we get started, I want y'all to say a little something to the guest so they'll know who you are a little bit more, because I always stumble over these introductions, because I'm just horrible. Oh, sure. Uh, so, I'm Madison Sinclair. Uh, I go by Matt Sinclair for short. Uh, I am a voice actress. I've been working in the industry since 2016, I want to say. Uh, like uh, Dr. Mary said, I've been in some video games like Dunk Lords. I've been in some anime like, uh, like Chainsaw Man uh, and Vinland Saga, the Crunchyroll dub of Vinland Saga, not the Netflix dub of Vinland Saga. Uh, 
I am also a audiobook narrator, so I will Ooh. also narrate audiobooks. You may have heard me uh, in some children's titles. The the one I narrated this year was called uh, was a part of the Riley Reynolds series, uh, which was really fun. That was a really fun set of audiobooks that actually was introducing kids uh to lgbtq topics mm -hmm. like uh which was really impressive uh to see how that was handled in a in a book like even the character the main character i play in that is a kid who is non-binary they don't identify as either a girl or a boy okay. um and they just get up to normal kid stuff they just they like to play with dogs they like to hang out with their friends and yeah it was just a really sweet project to be a part of and lend my voice to but yeah that's uh that's what i get up to <laughs> she has an excellent voice if y'all are already listening to it all right nicholas yeah so my name is nicholas nicholas jabori richardson not roberts oh nicholas jabori richardson but i said richardson okay you said roberts i did Okay. All right. Yes, <laughs> I stay. I, I stay in trouble with uh, um, what's his name, um, Chuck, about uh, using wrong names. Really? <laughs> what do you call Chuck the wrong name? <laughs> no, but every time he has me do um, an introduction, he goes, "Mary, do you know you said the wrong name, Chuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Chuck is one of my teachers. <laughs> Have you got it? Have you gotten Chuck on yet? You know he's a radio personality. I know. Mm -hmm. I haven't got him on yet. I'm, I'm starting with y'all first because, you know, he's one of the big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, let me yeah. let you finish. <laughs> yeah, so like Mary was saying, I do tarot card readings, which are a spiritual tool for me to tap into other people's energy, right? Whether that's about, you know, your love life or your career or even your life's purpose. Um, it's kind of like I'm your therapist, so to speak, but I do it with playing cards. Um, I also make music. I'm on Spotify. I go at Spirit Bomb, so you can find some of my music there already. And I do graphic design, so I took a couple courses at TCC, and I use Procreate, and Adobe Illustrator in order to do that. And I also have worked with I Am Sean Productions, and currently I'm doing a few gigs with him. We're shooting a music video next week. Mm -hmm. um, a song called Lost in Sin. I forgot the name of the artist. I think her name was Danya. So that's going to be coming out soon. And um, anything else I can come up with on the top of my head? Uh, <sighs> yeah. These are not your normal fresh out of high school TCC students. Or, you know, I, I hate calling TCC a community college, but it is a community college because it is in the community. Every member of my family that as far as I know that have gone to college have all started there. Mm -hmm. So uh, Miss King slash Sinclair, I don't know why I got, King. why do I always call you Miss King? Miss Sinclair, why did you start at TCC? Why did you come to TCC? Uh, I came to TCC because TCC was actually my third try of okay. college that I told you a little about. Uh, I had been to Dallas County College and I had been to Collin County College. I flunked out of both of those. Uh, 
and like I took some time away from college to really vo focus on myself because I'd done the thing where I'd come out of college like fresh out of high school and I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do yeah um, so of course you got to that point or I was a gifted kid so I got to that point where like I was getting A's but I was like what am I doing yeah uh, so I ended up burning out flunked out of two colleges in a row because I was like well, certainly, I'm, I don't need to figure myself out the second time. I can just go to college again. Uh, so the second time when I flunked out and I, I tanked my GPA, I was like, you know, maybe I should take some time uh, to find me and figure out what I want to do. So I just started working at Starbucks. Uh, I hadn't just started working, but I was working at Starbucks. I picked up more hours there. And I started going to anime conventions. Uh, I'd always been to anime conventions, like since I'd lived in Dallas. Like, Dallas is a really big anime town. Yeah, my uh, sons used to go to it. Yeah, and there's a reason for that that we'll get into. But, uh, so I started going to anime conventions and I started going to panels with other voice actors. And I remember there was this one convention I went to in Austin uh, called Ikikon. And the voice actor from this show that I love to death, Dragon Ball Z, and he plays like the main villain. He played Frieza. Uh, and his name was Chris Ayers. And Chris Ayers was hosting a panel at that con. And for on a whim, I was like, well, I'm not gonna miss one of the most terrifying villains I had as a child um, talk about acting. That's fascinating. So I went and it turned out it was a participation panel. Uh, like they were picking volunteers from the okay. audience. Uh, so I was... <laughs> I was pretty drunk at this point. Uh, it was my 21st birthday, because uh, this con was happening in December, and my birthday was in November, like it's in the later half of November. Uh, so the whole point of the con was that my friends took me to Austin to get pretty much slizzard. Yep. Uh, so I was slizzard at the con, and like they're picking volunteers from the audience, and I'm drunk enough to be like, I'll raise my hand. And he picked me. Uh, so I'm drunk. Uh, and I have to waddle up, and I'm in a cosplay too. I, I don't cosplay as much anymore. And I have to waddle up, and I have to voice act. And I'm like, oh God, what have I done? Uh, but after like he coaches me through it, and we go through some lines, I realize I really love acting. Um, like he coached me through some. Uh, this is another big show that came out that actually just ended. He coached me through some. Uh, Attack on Titan scripts okay. uh, for Mikasa, who's one of the main female characters in that show. And I really loved getting to step into that character. That character is very sullen. She has a lot of very quiet rage. She's very mm -hmm. focused and determined. It was very fun to step into her world and be her and live and breathe her and to see the response I got out of the audience and stepping into her and, and being successful in that. Uh, and I did that, and I got a big round of applause, and Chris looked at me and said, you should try to do this professionally. And I was like, well, if Frieza said so. <laughs> he didn't call you a dirty saying monkey. No, 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 no. Chris was lovely. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's my, my story. Lord Frieza told me to get into voice acting, and here I am. And, you, and you're good at it. Yeah. You are good at it. Uh, Nicholas, what about you? Yeah, so I have a similar story to Madison's, not necessarily with, you know, finding a voice actor, but I went to UNT and I went to TCU and 
you know, I struggled with that phase of finding myself and trying to really step into my own personal power. Yeah. Um, it took a long time for me to really discover that I'm not meant for the computer technology, information technology route, but I'm more geared towards the, the film creative route. And it took me a year away from UNT to realize that. And it also took me another year of going to TCU for about half a half semester and then finishing up my Associates of Arts to come back to TCC that I can just do it at TCC mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of going all across the world. And so, um, yeah, I've met a lot of amazing people here in the program and I feel like I've kind of opened up my world when it comes to the amount of opportunity when it comes to working with media and it doesn't have to just be film, whether that be with audio or using my creativity in all sorts of ways. I. I realized that I just need to apply myself. Um, I'm still in that phase where I'm growing. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not like in Hollywood. You know, making it onto a big screen and whatnot. But um, I'm definitely feeling that like that air of, of promise. And so I'm kind of just letting myself fly and glide along until one day. Okay, I'll be there. So yeah, I mean. Um, with everything that's going on now, with AI, with uh, digital animation, with creativity, um, what are some of the things that you really like being creative about? Because you are a creative. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what I like to do the most is music production. Is what? Music production. Okay. Yeah. I started making music on a video game called Little Big Planet. And on that game, you can, you know, go okay, and type little it. Big Planet. Yeah, yeah. No, right. I haven't thought about that game in a minute. Oh. Yeah, no, it's just one of those games that were like, I don't know, just touch your heart because you can just interact with interact with so many people, and in a way that allows you to unleash your creativity. And that's something I didn't really have growing up. I mean, okay. I pen and paper, but something else shifted inside of me when I realized I can stop just going. Beep boop ba, beep boop ba inside of my head, and I can actually translate that to have it like be heard. Um, fast forward a, like a decade or two, and now I'm using actual more professional tools in order to mm -hmm. use music. And the reason why I say music is one of my favorite forms of creativity is because I can put my own voice inside of it. And, okay. Um, Self-expression is something that's really important to me because. I haven't always had the the chance to show all of my true colors. Like, you know, I see people from day to day and they can be quick to kind of like push you inside of a box, like, oh, that's that guy that does that, or that guy that does that. And, you know, everyone is so multifaceted, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just think that I can kind of put everything that I dream of inside of music because now I can also use video to complement that, and I can also use graphic design to complement that. And it's not like I have to sacrifice a part of myself in order to... To do it. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are just joining us, this is all about STEM radio, and I am interviewing today Madison King Sinclair. Which one am I going with? You Sinclair. can just call me Madison. Okay, I'm just gonna call you. I'm just gonna call you Madison, and Nicholas. 
and they are uh, radio television film students from Tarrant County College and I am learning, I mean, where I'm a student at, but I'm learning so much here. Uh, we're looking at the STEAM side, the arts side of, uh, of uh, STEAM, and uh, you know, these two have, have stepped into it with, uh, with both feet. Uh, Madison, mm -hmm. you talk, we talked about a little bit about your voiceover. How did you really get into it after you were told that this is where you needed to be? So how I got into it from there, uh, that was that was when I really got the ball rolling because I was okay. like, all right, I have something I love doing and I know how to do it. It's controlling my voice. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Justin Briner, who is the voice of Izuku Midoriya, the main character in My Hero Academia, another really big show. Uh, he and another voice actor who I really love to death, Chris Guerrero, who is from a more indie side of things, but also is in a lot of shows like One Piece. Uh, they have a how to get, they used to run a how to get started in voiceover panel. Okay. And so after I went to the panel with Chris Ayers, I started looking up all of these resources on how to get started in voiceover, like what mic to get and things like that. I went to Justin and Chris's panel, uh, and they had this amazing rundown of great mics you can start off with. Mm -hmm. And they pointed me to the direction of this little forum called the VAC, the Voice Acting Club, if, I, if I'm remembering that correctly. And the Voice Acting Club was like this online community of other voice actors mm -hmm. who were just trying to make it. And it was also other creatives who were looking for voice actors, either paid or unpaid. So it was this really beautiful marriage of creators and voice actors who were just starting out and indie creators who needed talent, who maybe didn't know where to get it. Uh, but with actors who are passionate enough, who are passionate enough, but maybe not experienced enough to be willing to work for more experience. So like working for free typically is bad, but like when you're first starting out yes. as an actor, like that is a skill that you develop over time. And some actors develop that skill um, for free on stage or some actors develop that skill for free on internet projects like this. Okay. Um, it's become kind of controversial these days to work for free on the internet, especially with uh, some of the stuff around AI, but that's that's another uh, dog bag, not getting into that. Uh, that's so, been a big discussion this week at school. Yeah, don't want to think about it. Uh, don't want to think about it right now. Uh, so after that, uh, I took some voice acting classes. Like I said, Dallas is basically a city that ended up being built by voice actors really? thanks to the presence of Funimation and Group 1200 Media, as it used to be called. So Group 1200 Media was owned by this guy named Gen Fukunaga, and he is a Japanese man who was able to pitch to Japanese license holders, the people who like own the rights to shows, mm -hmm. animations over in Japan, hey, I bet we could run a studio to dub that anime and get it out fast and cheap 
cheap being important because they wanted to bring over longer like anime had been popular in America yeah. through the 80s and 90s you got things like Gundam you got uh, releases like special releases like Akira uh, an amazing film uh, you got Hayazaki movies being brought over by Disney so anime was uh, getting big at that time but when we started getting longer shows like Dragon Ball Z and One Piece uh, it became apparent uh, and also, the FCC requires for foreign media that there okay. is an English that it that there is an English language dub. Okay. An English language dub has to exist for it to go to broadcast. So they wanted obviously to go to broadcast because like that's how you make the money and that's how you get people to see it. Um, but it was becoming which Dragon Ball Z is like a five hundred episode show, seven hundred yeah. episode show. That would be really expensive to do in a place like New York or LA or Canada where they had been doing some dubs because those are union towns and yeah. that gets really expensive as a seven hundred dollar or a seven hundred episode show. Uh, but Funimation and Gen Fukunaga pitched the idea to these license holders that Funimation could exist in Texas, a non union state, a right to work state and they could kind of work around the union. Uh, and I have feelings about that. But what that ended up creating is this brilliant little culture of radio enthusiasts and drama actors mm -hmm. and just people who love to act coming in and interpreting this foreign media uh, from a completely different place and translating it and localizing it so that it's not just a translation, it actually makes sense to us as English listeners, yes. and then performing it. And that's how you got shows that are so iconic in pop culture, like Dragon Ball Z. Like, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade just passed, mm -hmm. and Luffy from One Piece was in it. Uh, <laughs> his hat got popped, but he was, he was in that. And that's, that's the city that we've now built here in Dallas. So Dallas is kind of weird where it's like this third coast between okay. New York and LA because like Dallas still gets a lot of entertainment market stuff. We still have AMC here. Mm -hmm. um, Sony bought out Funimation around 2016 okay. and then they merged them with another anime company that they ended up buying from Warner Brothers and that is what is now currently Crunchyroll. Uh, we have the Netflix dubbing industry, which is kind of all over the place because Netflix isn't centralized, but it is mostly still in yeah. L.A. and California, in California and New York. Uh, but Dallas, because it was already kind of this industry place, already kind of had like this fertile ground to have all of these performers be able to interpret this art. So the beauty is that there are so many classes in Dallas you can take. Oh. Uh, you can take classes at Okatron with some of the original actors of Dragon Ball Z. Physically there? Yeah, you can be physically there. Wow. Uh, you can take classes, I've heard of this studio called Iolite, which has a lot of great talent working over there. Uh, there's Studio Topaz, which has some directors who even currently work at Crunchyroll who will teach you classes and teach you kind of what they're looking for in talent. So that's basically how I attacked that. Dallas is this beautiful wealth of a kind of entertainment mm -hmm. and radio mecca. And so it's this completely different, 
I don't even know how to call it as an experience. I call it like the working class creative experience yeah. where these are all really creative people, but they're not the typical thing you think about when you think about creative people. Like these are people who still like have to get up and do a regular job, but they sometimes at night go into a studio and scream for three hours in a show that you don't even know exists. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know all this was going on in, in Dallas, but, you know, that's good to know because we have people who want to become voice actors or voice actresses and, and uh, you know, audible book readers and things like that, and they, I didn't even know this was in uh, Dallas. So that's, I mean, this is excellent information to know. Yeah. 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 So, um, Nicholas, I want to ask you, I know you are a digital creator, digital content person. When you work with people, especially in music, what types of you know digital um, platforms do you like working on? You know, what kind of things yeah. do you like to do, or yeah. what are you really you know doing now? Yeah, for sure. Um, I usually work alone when I make music, and I mostly make electronic music. Okay. Yeah. And in that, I, you know, I love to get people to work with me if they want to say, hey, you know, you want to sing on this song I just made? Ooh, I like it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and sometimes it just goes like that, or sometimes um, I'm just in my room and I get like this strike of inspiration to start to scribble inside of my iPod and I'll just start to make art. And I've done a few commission pieces for people, um, logos and designs, but I'm nothing like to like streamline, of course. Mm -hmm. I've been super busy with school trying to graduate. I know, we yeah. all have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, uh. for sure. But um, my thing is I kind of juggle all of these, um, I guess, mediums for creation because I don't really like to be like tied down to one in particular. I, I feel myself get like pulled in every single direction. Yeah. Because as a creative, like I, at least speaking for myself, I, I find myself getting lost inside of this this tunnel of like I need to do this, I need to do this in order to, you know, like make good work. I have to keep at it. I have to keep, and then like I lose the drive. Versus whenever I allow myself to kind of fall into a flow, things come out a bit more elegant, and I prefer working with anything that, that involves my creativity. But on a daily, I might do new tarot card readings. And with that, um, that isn't necessarily um, a form of creation as much as mediumship, I would yeah. say. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to become a vessel for whatever or whoever I'm channeling the energy of. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, allows me to feel good because I know I'm helping somebody by offering them, the piece that they need. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, as part of the TCC program, no, uh, you're graduating. You're finishing this semester. Yeah, I'm finishing this semester. So I should have a degree at the end of the year, and I won't actually like walk until the commencement next year. Yeah, in May. Because yes. yeah. I looked and saw that they only have commencement in it's May. All, it's, yeah. it's only one. Only one. And what about you, Nicholas? I'll be graduating next year, so but also in May, I'll be walking the stage. Okay. I just have one more class I need to take. Okay. Gotcha. Now, 
let's look at TCC and going to school there. You know, like I said, I started back in the 70s and I'm gonna graduate in the 2020s. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but what have you picked up from there? What tools have you picked up from there? Um, what, it, what, you know, what are the things that you are gonna take with you uh, into whatever career that you're going into? Uh oh, Madison is like, let me think about this. <laughs> I like to be thoughtful in my answers. I like I like to think. Um, gosh, I think the main thing that I'm taking away is just a renewed love of media and media writing. Okay. Uh, like I kind of always talk about voice acting and like animation. I love storytelling in general, and I love the act of crafting stories. Uh -huh. uh, and what I loved the most about TCC was getting to be there and experience like every level of crafting story. So okay. like I got to experience journalism and reporting and how to craft a story around like an event I'm seeing and how that's different from script writing and I am writing copy to like writing copy for commercials and things like that to technical writing when you're just kind of describing things like for like business when you're in the entertainment business uh, and even to storyboarding. That is what I have loved the most mm -hmm. about TCC is that I have now seen just about every step of production in almost every type of production. And I've come to really appreciate how those productions are put together, how they run. Uh, I've come to really appreciate uh, the eye that I've been able to develop about a production. Like, it's wild now that I look at a movie. Like, I used to watch movies oh, and I just used to God. watch movies. Yes. And now I watch movies and I'm like, man, I wouldn't have chosen that key light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the or I look, or I look at an instrument, an interest, uh, an instantly, an instrument. Why can't I speak today? I, I talk for a living. Please hire me. Uh, <laughs> I look at a, a at a lit scene that looks really cool to me, and I try to break down. Okay, where's the key? Where's the back? What's separating him from the frame? And it's not even just things I can talk about, like about like live action media. Yes. I can do this about animation now, where I can look at pieces, even comic pieces or moving pieces, and I can ask, okay, what does it, because like I was just hanging out with a friend who used to be a storyboard artist for DreamWorks. Yeah. Uh, we've been friends for <laughs> since high school. It's really silly that I knew a person who went on to work at DreamWorks before I actually became a voice actor. <laughs> that, that, that's the silliest thing to me. Uh, but she was working on a personal project and I was asking her about uh, a piece she was on, and she was like, yeah, I don't really like the lighting of this piece, and I don't want to really finish it until the lighting is done. So I looked at it, and I was like, okay, I can kind of see the problem. The background of the piece is a little too similar to the character's skin tone, but I didn't say that out loud. I asked, what would you like to improve in the lighting? Okay. And that is what they said, that the skin tone and the background are blurring together a little too much. And it felt really good, like, not to be able to say that out loud, but to be able to help or even just communicate with another artist about their art. And kind of, 
it's like this connection it's this weird connection like how nick described being a medium yeah like in that moment i was a medium like i i could kind of read read just by my eye and the eye that i've developed kind of what elevates a piece yeah. and you're i mean you're right because i've 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 pulled things from the classes that i've taken and i'm like i look at uh, television in a total different light, you know, because I used to wonder why my son was like, you know, Mama, they could have done that better, or, ooh, did you see that? Did you uh, pull that from the screen? Because he, this is what he does for a living. And you, y'all got to meet him earlier today, and that was great. I, wait, did we? Was I here? No. Oh, I guess you weren't. You, you weren't. You got yeah. to meet him earlier today. He, he yeah, I wasn't on to campus today, sadly. Yeah, he came over to the school today because we did our class project with him. And, you know, my baby was all school. Okay. But thank you, Aaron. Mommy loves you. <laughs> he's watching this right now. <laughs> I think he's, he's doing a, 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 a teaching thing over at a library in Dallas with some oh. kids that do music and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gives back to the community. I love it. So, Nicholas. Yes. Uh, same thing to you. What What are you taking from what you've gained from TCC? What are you learning? Because you know, uh, I'm I'm I gotta stop rambling. Chuck has been on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now I'm feeling guilty because I have actual students who have taken the same classes I take, and I'm like, wait a minute, is it, you know, Chuck Ambrose? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely say I feel a lot more confident yeah. completing this program and my skill set and mm -hmm. marketing myself and putting myself out there and my portfolio, you know, all of the above. I'm really grateful for all the connections I've made at TCC oh, yeah. because everyone has so much talent and not only that, but they'll help you get into the field. They'll help you find work if you need work. And that's what I've found the most here, that there is more opportunity. And I thought going to the TCC at first that I wasn't going to be able to find that. I was like, well, I'm just putting myself out on a limb, on a, on a risk end. We'll see if I really go as far as I say I am. And well, here we are now, near the end of the program, and I feel like I'm much more developed and I'm much more secure and not just how I approach music. Now I know that, you know, how to use a compressor and how to add reverb, how to master and mix my sound a little bit better. Um, I know how to hold a camera. I know what is inside of a camera, what ISO, aperture, all of that means now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not just like guessing, you know? I feel like I have not just the, the tools to do the job, but also yeah. the knowledge now. And that makes me feel much more happy whenever I'm working on set with someone else. And like Madison was saying, being able to communicate your, your create, creative ideas clearly, I mean, that is so essential regardless. But like being able to do that effectively, man, that's icing on the cake. And you know, you, you've mentioned a lot of things and you know, people will say, well, this is a STEM show, this is a STEM show, this is a STEAM show. All of the technology that is used in radio, television, film is nothing but, you know, technology. Because let's look at it. If we didn't have creatives, we didn't have people who dealt with color correction and all of that stuff, backlighting, you look at a commercial or you look at a TV show or you look at advertising or you, you look at you know someone who does art and in my case I have books and I have illustrators these things will not come to life without without uh, 
without creatives, without artists, without voiceover people, with you know, all of those things would not come to life. Everything would still be in black and white, like when I used to watch TV in the 60s. <laughs> I'm serious. I am so serious. You know, the importance of creatives out there in the field now and creatives who take it upon themselves to take courses. Now, you don't have to have a degree, you know. Right. But yeah, of course. You've got to know the technology. And the technology is changing so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> you see that new uh, audio console that's at the school now. Oh. Have y'all, yeah, y'all work with that? Is it the one in the newsroom or the no. one in the uh, audio room? Yeah, the audit. Yeah. Um, so my partner, uh, they work for Sony Crunchyroll, uh, and they are the actual like. Like, I'm the art person, they're the art science person, yeah. they, and you should ask them to talk about a little bit about themselves if you ever have the time, they're really fun. They have their bachelor's in in uh, sound engineering from the University of Miami. Well, I have to get them on yeah, here. Yeah, which I understand is the second base, base uh, the second best sound school in the nation behind UC Berkeley. Wow. Uh, okay. So they work for Crunchyroll, they are one of their engineers. Um, and they're also like a really fantastic actor and Kim blows me away all the time Mm -hmm. with what they know and so I was like Kim you've got to come and see the new console in the studio it's uh it's analog and they're like it's analog and he's like yeah and it's like it's like I want to train on it because it's like driving a stick right if you learn how to work it on analog (laughs) you you can do it on an automatic and Kim was just like no no, that's not. Uh, so Kim had been sitting in, and Nick Nick knows this. Kim has been sitting in on some of the commercial recording classes, uh, just to kind of help along with some of the instrument recording, uh, because again, they're they're just really good at what they're doing, and yeah. they are just enthusiastic about sound. They uh, brought their trombone because for a while they were a, <laughs> they were a trombone major at UM, so they brought the trombone to help us like figure out how would you mic a trombone, and we did not oh. get to mic the trombone, and I still want to learn how to mic the trombone. I think I might work on that on the uh, on the break because I do want to know how you'd like. Mic a trombone for recording. Yeah, yeah and I, you're mentioning something, and it's something that we discussed in class the other day, and I forget which class because it's the end of the semester and everything is running together. You know, they, they talk about miking the drum. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, miking a drum, and I watch Aaron do it all the time. I'm like, why do you have five microphones around that drum? He goes, you need to collect all of the sound yeah. and I never would have thought about miking a trombone or a trumpet or a clarinet or you know a piano because you, you just would assume that the sound would just come out and you just record it yeah, like I yeah because like <laughs> I don't want to like be the one talking all the time so that's I'm okay to, I'm gonna get make sure I'm not talking I'm gonna get I'm Nicholas in there uh, <laughs> but I uh, I've always loved listening to music um, and I've loved listening to stereo sound. I grew up in the 90s when you got that real clarity, when that real clarity of sound was coming out. You got a na- an album that I will not say the name of uh, that was produced by a man who I will not say the name of, but Aaliyah's first album uh, 
and her cover of At Your Best, You Are Love and the clear vocal quality in that. So I've always loved hearing, like, recording. And so, like, I was already fascinated with sound yeah. and how you mm -hmm. put sound together. And, like, being in commercial recording is like this. It's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. This is why my favorite albums sound this way, because you do this, this, and this. And, like... Like, you're right. STEM is kind of weird. I kind of compare it to baking, where baking is a science. Yeah. You cannot mess up certain things in baking because yeah. it, it will completely fall apart. But at the same time, there is a little leeway when you know what you're doing. Yeah, yes. for sure. That's a really good analogy, yeah. honestly. And, uh, Nicholas, did you do your internship yet? Yeah, I just Where? finished it. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Y'all, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining us, I am talking to Madison and Nicholas. They are uh, students at TCCD with me, and they are in radio, television, and film, and getting ready to graduate. I'm going to miss y'all, but y'all need to go on to bigger and better things, and yeah, I mean, frankly, y'all are already doing bigger and better things. <laughs> but I want to talk about the internship. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Nicholas. Where did uh, you do your internship? So currently I work at Embody Crystals. Okay. And a lot of my hours came from there, right? So I usually do their Facebook Lives. Oh! And, oh. yeah, I auction their crystals, which is a pleasure for me because I get to engage with the audience and mm -hmm. make jokes. We have all kinds of crystals. I mean, okay. like from big goddesses to... You know, regular, you know, rose quartz and amethyst. I mean, we have incense and everything. So I would just get on the Facebook Live and we could go from there. And That's cool. uh, yeah, we even shot a couple of videos uh, for their YouTube channels. So, uh -huh. um, which one of them was about how to spice up your your love life? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but if y'all want to see that, y'all can go ahead and uh, go to Buddy Crystal's YouTube. <laughs> and I've also worked with. Um, you know, there's a worker there, her name is Ruby, that connected me to a video a videographer named Sean, and I worked with him a lot this year as well. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, and he is in charge of I Am Sean Productions. He's helped me get my foot in the door with working behind the scenes with shooting like corporate video and uh, Circle K interviews. We did a, a red carpet event at the Milton Hotel. Uh, we did it for John Casablanca's uh, runway show, which was mm -hmm. awesome. We got to do some short first interviews there. Um, so I've, I've gotten a lot of experience behind the camera with not just the film program, but also with the opportunities I've had with these wonderful, amazing people too. Um, and even just walking into uh, local businesses and asking to uh, work with Elevate Nutrition, they allowed me okay. because they needed some help marketing uh, for their, their location, which is kind of like off the side and behind a Kroger and I'm like hey I, I'd love to help you guys out and they said yeah sure so still working on their video but um, through, through this program I, I feel like I've gotten a lot out of the internships I've done mm -hmm. and I'm um, not just that uh, the classes as well and I'm really ready to put all this into a demo reel so I can show off <laughs> yeah so you do you do freelance I do okay so if somebody wanted to connect with you how would they connect with you I think the best way to connect with me would be through my LinkedIn. Yes, because he don't he does not answer my emails, but he answers me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm gonna dock you out. He always answered me on LinkedIn. So you know? okay. So if they're gonna connect with you on LinkedIn, give them the full name. Yeah, my name is Nicholas Richardson 
Uh, my name is Nicholas Jabori Richardson, but you'll find me wearing a nice orange beanie on my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the picture that I used on his um, his promo. Exactly. And uh, Madison, what about your internship? So my internship was actually copywriting and social media management, because I can do that. Uh, it's not. It's not my passion, but it is really fun to do. Yeah. It's kind of like tinkering to me. Like, uh, social media in general is just really tinkery to me because it's it's like, all right, how do we get people to engage? How do you get people to see what you do? And because, like, it's not just like television where you're not sure if someone's yeah. watching. Um, there is an actual metric of you can get someone to like or comment. Yeah. And, the psychology just around on how to do that is really fascinating to me to tinker with. Um, I don't like when it becomes like aggressive or malintended, mm -hmm. like like when it's like like when it's like trying to be used like a casino where it's trying to farm you staying there and yes. losing track of time. But I do like to make content that short form and brief that can be really engaging and that can leave someone feeling a little more connected with the community around them mm -hmm. or see something cool or learn something new that day because I, I think the internet can be really good for that. I really hate the um, envy economy that the internet uh, works on yeah. now uh, and the cloud economy. That's that's the one thing I, I really can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to these terms you use. Right. <laughs> now, if someone wanted to connect with you about voiceover or um, uh, writing or anything like that, how do they, what's the best way to connect with you? So there are two places, main places you can find me. Uh, I am Matt Sinclair VO on Twitter, uh, the platform now known as X. I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be on there. But you should follow me there because whenever I finally get tired of being on Elon's wacky ride, I will <laughs> announce where I'm going. Uh, the other place that I'm definitely going to stay on because I love this platform to death is Tumblr. Uh, on Tumblr, I am also Matt Sinclair VO. Uh, I have a banner of Ruby uh, Fairy Tales, which is a spinoff that I was in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wearing like a red and black sweater in that, and I ha also have purple hair. Uh, bless you. Uh, so yeah, you can f definitely find me on Tumblr, and if you just wanna reach out to me, uh, madisonsking at live.com is my email. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, y'all are amazing, and you're getting ready to graduate, you're getting ready to go to bigger and better things. What is the next step, especially for you, Nicholas? I know you said you got a, 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 a song or a video coming out. Yeah, I'm working on my demo reel right now. Yeah, so. That's one thing I love about TCC. They gonna make you, did right. you do your demo reel? <laughs> yeah, you been working on your demo reel. Is your resume updated? Like. <laughs> okay, I'm not you even gonna talk about hours. myself. <laughs> but anyway, what's the next step for you? Because you, I cannot believe we are like within five minutes are supposed to be done. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my, my next big step is to clean up all my social platforms. So okay. I just wanna make sure it looks all uniform, aesthetically pleasing, and that everyone can find me for whatever purpose, whether that be for graphic design or social media, uh, no, social media, but social media marketing maybe. Yes. Um, you know, music production, if, if any one of those things, I'll have my website posted on my Instagram. 
Uh, my Instagram name is SolarNix. S O L A R N I X. C K. Um, and hopefully, I'll have my website done by the end of this month. And uh, from there, hopefully, I'll be able to find more work through either Upwork or Big Solid. And continuing to work with Embody Crystals and I Am Sean Productions and finding more freelance work on the side. That's amazing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like, y'all, see. I'm telling y'all, these are not your typical fresh out of high school young people. And Madison, what's up next for you? What's up next for me? <laughs> uh, so now that school's over, I, I definitely got to prioritize getting an agent. Uh, I am the main reason I got this degree is because I wanted to be able to work more production side in my field. So I'm going to work on trying to see if I can work as an assistant director yeah. at either Crunchyroll or one of the many satellite studios that uh, bring you your anime uh, yeah. to your platforms. Uh, because what the main thing I wanted to focus on and my biggest goal in getting into voice acting and being a storyteller and a narrative creator is that I loved anime, but there was never a lot of black people in it. Yeah. So I am, I am, I am becoming a casting director, and I'm putting more black people in anime. Yes. If you're racist, you can go die mad about it. Y'all, y'all are something else. Y'all something else. I don't know what else, but y'all are something else. But hey, you know what? It has been fabulous having y'all on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having uh, us. Y'all have, I mean, y'all have opened my eyes to some things that I, one, didn't know existed, like the the whole anime voiceover platform that we have here in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even get to, like, talk about the other side of it that's, like, the video games, yep. which are also, like, explosive. You have studios like id, which made Doom. Uh, you have Bethesda Dallas. Wow. Uh, yeah, Dallas is an insane entertainment market. It is my favorite place mm -hmm. because it is just not an entertainment market you think of. Huh, mm -hmm. That isn't, not at all. I yeah. to go to Austin first. So. Yeah, everyone thinks of Austin. Yeah. But, like, nah, Dallas Dallas has some pretty fun stuff going on. Austin and Houston like have some fun stuff going on, too. But don't don't sleep on Dallas. Don't sleep on <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. And Nicholas, I mean, you know, digital content creator, you know, digital marketing putting people out there, you know, getting them to feel good about themselves and what they see and what they put out there is amazing because you never think about the content that people are creating or marketing, especially uh, specific businesses, small businesses, specialty businesses, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, you're, both of you have opened my eyes to a lot of stuff today and I am so proud of kicking off December my TCCD month and uh, hey I want to thank y'all for coming don't let this be your last time of no, course no, no this is wonderful <laughs> <laughs> I know you're graduating but you know let me yeah, know you still you have doing. our emails yeah. like you have his LinkedIn I but thank y'all for coming and uh, you know, hopefully I'll see y'all around. Well, I'll see you around campus next semester because you don't graduate till next semester. Yeah. And uh, I've got your email. Yeah. And I'll be I'll be stalking. I'm supposed to stop saying I'm stalking people. <laughs> but anyway, I got to make sure is uh, yeah he's over there. <laughs> but thank y'all for coming. And uh, next week we have two more wonderful TCC guests. 
And uh, I cannot wait to find out what I'm going to learn. So this has been Dr. Mary Payton with All About STEM Radio. And uh, see y'all next Thursday.